Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning on this Resurrection Sunday. Glory be to God. I am, I'm so excited. I'm always excited about Jesus Christ, but there's even more excitement today because today we acknowledge that he rose. We acknowledge that he ended. Oh my Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. He loves us, God. Yeah. He's proven his love towards us. Our Father has proven his love towards us in sending his Son in his word to die for us. He died and he rose and he's now seated at the right hand of the Father for us. He did it for us. We love you, church. We know that you love us, but Jesus loves us even more. He loves us. No greater, no greater love is this, that a man would lay down his life. He laid down his life. Nobody took his life. He laid down his life because he loves us. He rose again because he loves us. And he's waiting for us. Glory be to God. Again, happy Sunday. We're excited about Jesus. And we get to experience this resurrection life every day. Mm. <laughs> every day we get to walk in it and to experience it in our life. Thanks to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm Thank you for being here. Thank you for whatever time you're seeing this. If it's now, if it's after the broadcast, we love you, we welcome you, and we believe that you will be blessed. We believe that with our whole heart. We believe that you will experience Jesus in a new way. We believe that with our whole heart. So as pastor comes forth this morning and brings forth the message from the very throne room of God by the Holy Ghost and the power of the risen Christ, mm. be ready to receive. You understand what I'm saying? Be ready to receive. And I'm asking you today, and I think this is the first time I have asked you, when you, when pastor, by the Holy Ghost, says something that speaks to your heart, just type in that message. Just say, I receive. Just type, I receive. I receive. Because that's how you get what God has for you, is by receiving it. You receive it. It's yours if you receive it. No gift is, is yours until, if I present you with a gift, you've got to take that gift. So take all of his precious promises. Take them deep into your heart. I'm going to come, Pastor, you're coming. I'm excited about the message. I am excited about this message. Glory be to God. So guys, get ready, get ready, get ready, because it is awesome. And the Holy Spirit is going to speak to your heart today. And something new, when I say new, not new in God, because nothing's new under the sun, but something new to you. Something new that you have not experienced before. So receive it in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I love what you said up here, not let you stay up here. Love you. You got that fire burning in your belly. I'm ready. I'm ready. So hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, I'm thankful to Ooh. Jesus. Amen. I'm thankful to the Most High God, who is a God of love, who loves us, 
so much yes, he does. that he sent his only begotten son for all of us. For every one of us, for all mankind, for everyone that was birthed. Amen. Amen. He sent his son so that we could receive deliverance. Amen. Total and complete deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For you and for me, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, on this resurrection, the day that we, we declare this to be a resurrection Sunday. Amen. Amen. Notice I said... This is what we say it is uh, today. But I'm here to tell you, mm. by the end of this message today, mm. every day is going to be your resurrection. Glory be to God. Every day is Resurrection Glory Sunday. God. God wants you to acknowledge the resurrection every Sunday, every day, Monday through Sunday. Hallelujah. And not, he wants you to be mindful of it every day. Every Sunday, glory to God. Glory to Aren't God. you glad? Amen. Now I'm going to start out this morning. I'm totally incomplete. I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to have you all that will. If you believe it, I'm going to have you repeat something. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we come before you. We thank you for your love, Father. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you are the God of all love and power and might and dominion. And we thank you that you sent Jesus to live for us and to die for us and to rise again in resurrection power to bring us resurrection life. Glory to God. We thank you that he is resting and seated at your right hand, Father, and we're found in him. Glory to God. We thank you, Father, for complete and total deliverance through his resurrection power, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that we always have the victory. And we thank you for the teacher with a comforter that you would send today, that you would send, Lord, that would speak on your behalf and through my mouth today. And that I will be yielded as a yielded vessel, one willingly, willingly and obediently would bring forth God's word with power and with might, as he has planned, Father, as you have planned, Father. So we thank you for it. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We yes. thank you for our risen Savior. Yes, we thank you, Father, for the risen life that we have in him. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory Hallelujah. I'll tell you. Hallelujah. Resurrection. I love talking about resurrection. Every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 o'clock for the past several months, we have been talking about the death and the burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. That, those three days are the most important days in all the history of this world. They are the most productive days yes. in the history of this world. Those three days, and we've been sharing on that, you see, because we don't want to just remember it in whatever we of April, we choose to make that day that we acknowledge the, uh, the resurrection of Jesus. You see, we have a limitless life. And if you're going to live a limitless life, you acknowledge the resurrection of Jesus in your life every day. Amen. Matter of fact, when somebody says, well, what kind of life do you have? I have a resurrected life. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. glory to God. I have a resurrected life. Yes. 
Glory to God. Now, I'm going to have you repeat this after me if you will. And if you don't, then, then I love you anyway. You can ponder it and think about it. Amen. And here we go. If I give up and surrender my concepts of who I think I am, in other words, the old man, and actually put on the new man who was formed in Jesus Christ, hallelujah, let me say that again. Put on the new man who was formed in Jesus Christ, then to the degree that I choose to live from my new man, I will become more and more like Jesus. Glory to God. And I will become more and more capable of living and doing the very things Jesus did. Amen. Now the question is, do I believe this in my heart? Well, hopefully after today, after this message, then you're going to believe this in your heart. It's critical. I'll tell you, when I think about the resurrection, I'm so full of what we've been studying and teaching for the last several weeks on Wednesday nights. Uh, because, like I said, it is, it is so critical that we know these things. Your entire life in Christ Jesus is dependent upon what happened in those three days. Your entire life in Christ Jesus. There's nothing, anything outside of those three days, you know, everything that has anything to do with your salvation, your deliverance, your victory is based upon those three days. Glory to God. And hallelujah, when he accomplished what he accomplished in those three days, when he rose, when he resurrected, he had already snatched the keys to death and hell, and he rose in victory. And he is, 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 is seated at the right hand of the Father. Glory to God. I, you know, I can sit in and, and, and I can religificate, if that's such a word, all it is for you. But I'm going to tell you some facts about that resurrection. Tell you what we're going to do. Let's look at John chapter 11. And I'm going to start. There's a lot of scriptures today, people. All right. Uh, I'm not Well, a lot of scriptures today. And we're going to start at verse... Uh, John chapter 11 and verse 25, if you will. Uh, verse 24 through 26, I'm sorry. And in verse 24, he says here, uh, mm, Glory to God. This is, let me start at verse 21. This is uh, when uh, Lazarus uh, had died. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatever you will ask of God, whatever you will ask of God, God will give it to you. Mm, I wish we all had that same, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I wish we all had that same, uh, that same, uh, understood that in our hearts. But I, 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 he said in verse 23, Jesus said unto her, your brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I, I know he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, and you know, I can see him stopping her right now. Mm. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> what you don't understand is, I am Amen. the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though 
He were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then she says, then he says this to her, do you believe this? Do you believe this? I mean, and so she says to him, yeah, Lord, I believe it. I believe that you, that, that in verse 27, that you are the Christ, the Son of God, which, which should come into the world. And, and so, I mean, that's as far as she could take it. She was doing as much believing as she could believe in her own strength. Okay? So Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection Hallelujah. and the life. Hallelujah. And he that believe in me, though he were dead, Hallelujah. yet shall he live. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. I'm going to ask you like Jesus said, sir, do you believe it this morning? Yes. You see, God, who is above all, he wanted a man that would also be above all. But we couldn't be above all because we'd already failed at the beginning. But God wanted a man who could rule and reign. So he sent his son Jesus who came into the earth and met all of the requirements. Right. All of the... But now, now, now on the inside of him, he was alive. He had a, the kingdom life on the inside of him. He had the divine life the same way Adam had it in the beginning. He had that divine life. And so he lived and walked and he showed us how we should live morally in this earth. He met all of the demands, the moral demands of the law. He met every one of those demands. Something that we couldn't do on our own. God needed a man like that. So, so he sent Jesus and Jesus was that man but he was somewhat confined in, this, in, in time and space. One of the, the results of what Adam and his disobedience brought was, uh, was it put us in a box. Uh, we were kind of, you know, it's time and space. And, and, and so, we, so Christ lived in that space. But yes, how can you say that, Pastor? Yes, he was somewhat limited. He, was, he could not bring the entitled, I'm sorry, the total, and, 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 uh, the total freedom that God intended for man to have yet. He had to do something about this time <laughs> and this space that he was confined in. Yes, yes. Yes. Amen. So God said in his plan, he said, you know, I'm going to take care of man. He, see, he told the adversary in Genesis chapter 3, 15, he said, I'm going to send one. I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman. Between your seed and between her seed. And he's going to bruise your head, which your bruises heal. Yes. He was indicating yes. something. I'm, I'm going to send one. I'm going to, who's going to fulfill the plan that I had from the, before the foundation of the world. I'm going to send one. Mm. And as we know, this Jesus came. This one came in the form of Jesus. Mm. A man who owed no debt to sin, whose blood wasn't tainted. And a man who could obey God's law and do the things that God commanded every man to do. Yes. And he did it. Yes. So God said, now I, I gotta, I've, got, I've got to deliver the rest of my favorite creation. Mm. I've got to deliver them. So now I can use this man. But 
uh, to do this. Oh, 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 listen to me now. He said, I can use, I'm going to use this man, Jesus, to do this. And so Jesus comes. Now, the call had to be answered. There's been crimes against God, and, and so man had to be justified. Man, someone had to answer for what we had done. Someone had to answer, but we were helpless. We were useless. We couldn't help ourselves, and when we couldn't help ourselves, he sent one that could help us. Hallelujah. One that could stand. Amen. One that was perfect without spot or wrinkle. No blemish whatsoever. Never had he ever failed God. To take the punishment that we deserved. That we deserved. I'm going to tell you all a little story here today. So here's Jesus. He not only delivered us from our sins and all the plans and schemes and strategies and the power that Satan had over us, but he delivered us from time and space. So he had this one who who could who, who now who died, who paid, who and, and he went in and he paid the debt. And, and he suffered on the cross, paying our debt. He drew the wrath of God upon him that we couldn't draw, we couldn't take ourselves. And he drew it. And he went into the grave. He went into the heart of the earth. He went into the grave. And he stayed there. He was there three days. And God said, enough. And it was the faith of Jesus, his faith in what God had told him that raised him from the dead. And before he left, he stripped the one who had power and dominion over us. He stripped him of all of his power. He stripped him. And he took the keys to death and hell. So that those of Jesus would never ever have to die again. And those of us who believed in him, we never ever have to die again. Well, pastor, believers die every day. Stop looking at it from a carnal perspective. The bottom line is this. Now, because of what Jesus did, and because he resurrected, now for you and I, to be absent from this body is to be eternally in his presence. Glory Hallelujah. to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you believe it this morning? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm forever and eternally with my Savior. Oh. I am alive forever. And you want me to show you? I'm telling you. Come on, let's take a little journey. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But before we go there, let me say this. We're going someplace today. You see, Jesus, when he rose during those 40 days, he took the disciples on a journey. He took him on a journey. He set him down. He talked to him. Let's, look. Let's go over to, um, I'm going to look at a couple of places here. The first place I want to look at is, uh, um, 
Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8 through 13. Oh my. Ephesians 4, verse 8, or 18. Let's say 18. Four, uh, 8, through, 8 through 13. Stay with me. Verse 8, he says, Wherefore, he says, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captives and gave gifts to men. What was that captivity? There were those believers that died before Jesus died and resurrected. There were those believers that were placed in Abraham's bosom. You hear what I say? They were alive, but they were dead. They were held captive in the grave because they had nowhere else to go. But they were held captive. They were in the same place that Abraham was in, but they were in his bosom. In other words, they were in faith. They were protected. They were put into Abraham's bosom. And one would call it paradise. When, when, when Jesus told us deep on the cross, this day thou will be with me, thou shall be in paradise. He didn't say I was going to be. He was going to be there. Jesus didn't say, Jesus, I'm, you're going to paradise. I got somewhere else I got to go first. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so Jesus was, so, so when he rose, those saints rose with him. Amen. And he said, can you imagine, <laughs> you know, I don't, you can imagine see Moses and all the saints of old and Isaac and, and they must have been cutting up when they were walking in Jerusalem for them 40 days. They must have been, remember when, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing, but they were with Jesus, amen. But Jesus educated the disciples while he was there. Let me see, Luke chapter 24. Let's go look at Luke chapter 24. I'm taking you somewhere. Stay with me. Luke chapter 24. And we're going to start at verse... Uh, I'll tell you when I get there. Hold on one second. Luke chapter 24. Oh, let's start at verse 16. All right. Just to set the, uh, I'll tell you what, let's start at verse 12. Then Peter arose and ran unto the sepulchre, stepping down, uh, stooping down, he, uh, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at, at that which was to come, which was come to pass. And behold, two of them went the same, <clears throat> went the same day to a village called Emmaus, Emmaus, which uh, was from Jerusalem about three score furlong. furlong. Loins. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass, while, while they communed together, and, re and here's a problem that we have, folks, reasoning. While they communed together and began to, and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Man, they, in the natural, they couldn't understand him. They didn't know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that you have to one another as you walk and are sad? Mind you, these men were with him for three years. 
They saw the miracles. They saw the power of God. They saw him quiet the winds. They saw him walk on water. They saw him feed 5,000 one time and what was it, 3,000 another time or what? They saw him do these things. They saw him raise people from the dead. And one of them whose name was Cleopas answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Have you not known things which have come to pass uh, there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus Christ of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and, and word before God and all the people. Amen? I'm going to jump on down here because they, they're, just, they're just messing themselves up. They, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't say the Savior. They said a prophet. And then verse, here we go, uh, verse 24. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the woman had said. But they saw, but him they saw not. Then he said unto the old fools and slow of heart to believe. All that the prophets have spoken to you. You know what? Um, let me stop right here. You know, Jesus lived here as a man. Yeah. You know, Jesus believed God and believed his word. Mm -hmm. Jesus came into this earth as a baby and he had to grow and grow in grace. And he had to grow in the word of God. But Jesus saw himself in the scriptures. Yeah. He believed based on what he saw in the scriptures. And here he is chastising them. He says, oh fools, a slow part to believe. All that was in the scriptures. Amen. All that the Amen. prophets have said. Amen. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Amen. And he goes on. Let's go over to uh, verse uh, 36. And as they and as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And they were terrified and affrighted, supposing that they had seen a spirit. I'm going to tell you a little story after this. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled? And why do you why do thoughts arise in your heart? And behold, my hands and my feet. Look, look, look here. This it is I myself. I'm sorry. That it is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit have not flesh and bones. As you see me have. Then he goes on. And one of the points. I, I'm going to get down to it. For the sake of time. In verse 44. And he said unto them. These are the words which I spoke to you. While I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Look at the next verse. This is what the resurrection should do today. Listen to me. This is what I want to get to. This is what the resurrection should do for me and you today. Um, this is what it should do. And then open he their understanding. That they might understand the scriptures. And said unto them. Thus it is written. And thus behold Christ to suffer. 
It behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And the, that repentance and remission of sin should be what? Preached in his name among all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Now let me tell you something. They, watch this, watch this. And it comes to pass, I'm going to go down to the bottom. And they worshipped and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. What were they doing? What were they doing in the temple? Praising and blessing God. They had no idea what was about to happen to them. They weren't praising for power. They were praising and blessing God. They didn't know. But there was going to be a power that was going to come. And the scriptures was going to be, see, you see, he opened up their minds for that 40 days. He opened up their minds, but there was going to, he was going to send power and he was going to send uh, the, the Holy Ghost to come and, and to come upon them so that he could open up the scriptures to them. And boy, look at the revelation that they got. And look at the revelation that Paul got. Two thirds of the New Testament he wrote. Look at the revelation that, that Paul wasn't in that upper room, but look at the revelation that, that, that he got. And guess what it was for? So that we would get that revelation. So that we could be taught of what this resurrection meant. Let's see what Paul said the resurrection meant. Romans chapter 6. Come on, hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Come on, I hope this is, I hope that, I know you, you're sitting here, Pastor, where are you going with this? Stay with me. Romans chapter 6. I'm going to start uh, 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 in verse, uh, in verse, I'll start in verse 6, uh, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are now, what? Dead to sin live there any longer. Know you not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus? were baptized into his death. Say it. I was found in his death. The word said it. Say it. I was found in his death. Therefore, verse 4, we are buried with him in baptism unto death. And like as Christ was raised up from the dead... By the glory of the Father, even so also should walk in the newness of life. Now, I'm found in his resurrection. Amen. You are found in his resurrection. People aren't healed today because they don't know. They're not found. They don't know they're found in his resurrection. You see, we're telling stories about Jesus and his resurrection. And God is saying, I, okay, I appreciate you telling that story. But tell them, tell them, tell them that they've entered into his resurrection. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They've entered into his resurrection. Glory to God. 
thank you, Jesus. Then he goes on and he says, now, now, now he says, oh my God. Let me read it again. We were buried with him in baptism. I was found in his death. I went there. I was found there. And, and that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even also should I, should I walk in the newness of life. That's right now. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness we shall all we shall be we shall be we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Amen. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Everybody say, I live with Christ. I live with Christ. I live in the kingdom. I live in the kingdom. His resurrection, His resurrection. Bought, me bought me life in the kingdom. In the kingdom. His resurrection, His resurrection bought me to the life. In the, in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. That's right. And death has no more dominion over him. Amen. For he, for in he, in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Amen. He lives unto God. Now, 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 now. He says something in the next verse. You better catch this. This is the way you got to see yourself. Okay. Likewise, see yourself. Mm -hmm. Likewise, likewise, reckon. Account it. Likewise, see yourself. Reckon you yourselves also to be dead unto sin, but alive mm -hmm. unto God. Mm -hmm. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Everybody say, I'm alive. I'm alive. I live in the resurrection. I'm a part of the resurrection. I was. I've been. I've risen with them. Colossians chapter two. Let's go over there really quick. Colossians chapter. I'm not gonna quit till I finish this. So you might as well just hang out with me. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about this. I'm excited because we've been studying this for months now, haven't we? Amen. Amen. And, ooh, glory to God. All right, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Ooh, ha, ha. I'm going to start at verse 7, Colossians 2, 7. Rooted. Oh, no, no, no. Verse 6. As you therefore receive Christ, the Lord, walk you in him. Man, let me, that, that says a lot of things. It says, walk you in him. Brother, let me tell you something. Look up here. He says, walk you in him. Now, you walking in Christ. If you walking in Christ, are you walking blessed? Yes. yes. Do you find your identity in Jesus Christ? Yes. Is Jesus sick? No. Is he broke? No. Is he depressed? No. Is he full of anxiety? No. He told you to walk in him. Right. He didn't say walk alone. He said, walk in him. Yes. 
And why? Why did he say this? What else is he saying here? Uh -huh. Come on. Walk in him. What do you mean? Being rooted and built up where? Yeah. And established where? In the faith. As you have been taught. Listen. Abounding. Abounding. Therein with thanksgiving. Abounding. I'm abounding in my body. I'm abounding in my finance. I'm abounding in peace. I'm abounding. I will always abound. Why? Because I abound in him with thanksgiving. Mm. Glory, to God. Glory to God. I abound in him. Yes. Your business abounds in him. Right. Your life yes. abounds in him. Hallelujah. Your family abounds in him. Hallelujah. I'm about to show y'all something here in a few minutes. And look at verse 10. Um, oh, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Let me go back. And bounding there with thanksgiving, and beware lest many prevent the possibility any man spoil you through philosophy, you did nonsense, through vain deceit, after the traditions of men. You know, you can, people traditionalize this day. People can convince people to come to church on Easter, and they may never show up again to another year, but it's because you made it a tradition, because you didn't preach this year round. Because you didn't go out and seek and save the lost. You scared them in. If you come this one day. This is a lifestyle. This is not resurrection day. This is our resurrection life. Resurrection life. And he says for in him. Uh, no, no, no. Beware. Where, where am I at? Verse 8, beware to prevent the possibility that any man would spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, Easter's and Easter bunnies, and not after Christ. For in him, in who? In Christ dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And in verse 10, God will never lie. In his word, in verse 10, he said, and you, believers, are complete, you've been made perfect, in him, which is the head of all principality and power. That means all the power that he has, you've been made complete. All of that power, the resurrection life, the resurrection power, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, that brought, that that brought the resurrection into reality, into existence. All of that power is on your behalf. Yeah, yeah. Believers, then why should I be sick? Why should I be afraid of sickness when it attacks me? It didn't say it wouldn't attack you, but I know what to do with it. Come on. I know what to do with it because I'm rooted and built up and grounded yes. in him. Hallelujah. Yes. Come on, stay with me now. Where am I at? And you are completing him. Complete. Everybody say I'm completing him. I've been made perfect in him. In whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. And of putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. He did that. And he's, now they say, listen to this people. And it says, and now you're buried with him in baptism. 
wherein you are also risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who had raised him from the dead until you see this resurrection, until you see yourself in this resurrection, you will always be on the outside looking in. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. I didn't say it. It's right there. It's right there. Everybody say, I'm in the resurrection. I'm in the resurrection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus would turn around and tell you, you're in the resurrection. Yeah. 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 This he spent 40 days with those disciples to get them to the point where they could see. Then he sent Paul with an abundance of revelation. Mm. So they could really see. Mm. And so that we could see. He's explained to us what those prophets of old longed to see. What they were wanting for themselves. And they were called the children of God. I mean the people of God. But now on this side we're called the what? The children of God. Uh, I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you something now. Hallelujah. I've done enough there. Listen. You're in Christ Jesus. You should be healed and delivered. Now, I'm talking to those who are sick. There's a lot of sickness in this earth. I'm going to move over. I'm talking to you today. I'm talking to every believer. I talk, I'm talk. i talking to my own body in case the adversary would send a liar to come to attack me this day. Come on. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to show you something. You have a covenant of healing. I'm going to show you something. Oh, Pastor, what are you talking about? Over in, 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 uh, in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Hold on now. Say it with me. He says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Did he not say that? But if you read the rest of that verse, it was all based on conditions. You hear what I just said? It was based on if you obey the law. If you do this. That was a covenant for them. But I have a covenant that's not based on my obedience, my behavior, but it's based on Jesus' behavior. What he did. Does that mean I act a fool? No, because if you will stay in sin, the, 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 the death will, fit, will find you. Yes. But now, I receive healing on a new and a better promise. Now let me show how God honored, how Jesus honored the old covenant and he honored the promise. Somebody's going to get healed today. Some of you out there are sick. You've been dealing with stuff in your body. And I'm telling you, if you're in Christ, that lion slow fit counterfeit has convinced you that you're supposed to be that way. And God has come to, this word has come to convince you today that you can take authority of it. That all you have, I gotta tell you a story. There was a sister, I'll never forget, this couple, beautiful couple up in Maryland. My son and my daughter-in-law, we used to go up and do a Bible study every Tuesday night. And so they told me about this sister who got cancer. She got cancer. And so, and, and they wanted us to pray for her. So we get up to Bible study and we're there waiting and they come and knock on the door. It was, uh, it was the, the, the sister, the husband, and the sister-in-law. They all came. 
And they were just saying, well, we're ready to pray. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, no, well, I want you to stay for Bible study. I want you to stay. I want you to just stay for Bible study. And that night I preached on healing. We taught on healing, Bible study. And we taught on healing. You should have seen this precious baby. She was like this. She was like that. I was looking at all of them. They were just like this. And I only had to connect to her because she was the one dealing with cancer, which is beautiful. And I, I looked at her, and I looked into her face, and I said, Karen, this is after the word was preached, after the teaching of the word. I said, Karen, do you believe that God can heal you? She says, I know he can. God revealed her love to him to her that this night. Amen. He revealed her. She she heard from the Holy Spirit. Yes. She heard the love of God. She heard the call. Amen. She heard the call that night. And she said, and he says, Do you, now she was going into the hospital. I can't remember if it was that day or the next couple of days or whatever to have surgery and so on. And you know. Mm. Then they, her church was planning for her to be uh to be, um, you know, meals for the family for the next 30 days and all that. I got to tell you, that girl's home cooking her own meals three days later. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Karen, do you believe God, wants, God can heal you? She said, yes. I said, do you believe he wants to heal you? No, 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 she didn't say yes. I'm sorry. I said, do you believe that God can heal you? She said, I know he can. Hallelujah. She leaned forward. She said, I know he can. Hallelujah. I said, Karen, do you believe God wants you healed? She says, I know he does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did she not say that? Hallelujah. And God healed her. Now, I can, go on to, I can go into the little details and stuff. But I tell you, I think um, she went and they went. when they went in, they found a little bit of some, oh. something. They took it out. Because they said, told her, if I remember correctly, that it was spreading. Mm. When they went in, they found a little something, and they took it out, and they, I think she was home in like four days or three or four days. And then I think she went to do chemo or was going to do chemo. She said, wait a minute, if God healed me, why I got to do this? Hallelujah. Right. Hallelujah. That's what she said. Hallelujah. And the last I heard, she's giving her testimony everywhere she goes. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Luke chapter 10, 13. Hallelujah. I know I'm going a little long today, but stay with me. Hallelujah. Luke, Luke chapter 13. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Luke chapter 13. My wife is here. She'll tell you. My son, my daughter-in-law, they all tell you. Luke chapter 13. Thank you. And we're going to start at verse 10. Thank you. And Luke 13, 10. And, and he was teaching, this is Jesus, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and she was bound together, and it can no way or no wise lift up. And when Jesus saw her, he called and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And here comes the ruler. And the ruler of the synagogue, religious man, who's read the same scriptures, saw the same prophets, the same testimonies, the same promise. And then here comes the ruler of the synagogue and answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore cometh 
and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered and said unto him, You hypocrite. He said, no, he said, hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath day loose his ox or ass from the stall and lead away for watering? If you don't, they won't be healthy. Come on. And are not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, huh? Whom Satan has bound. God, don't put sickness on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Whom Satan had bound. Amen. Lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Now, what's he saying here? What does he mean, daughter of Abraham? Don't you know that you have a covenant for health and healing? Don't you know that this woman is a seed of Abraham? Did you not read that I made a promise to Abraham? That his seed would be blessed. Don't you know that this woman, that Satan is operating her against, against her illegally? Don't you understand that? And you're the head of the church. And you would make this statement. You're preaching the gospel, supposedly. And you would make this statement. Well, some God heals and some God doesn't. This was a covenant woman. The same way if you're in Christ Jesus and you're a covenant woman or a covenant man. Don't let nobody tell you that mess. And then Jesus comes back and let me show you what happened to the... And when he said, and when he had said those things, all his adversaries, see when you teach against the word of God, you're an adversary. You're often work, operating with an adversarial spirit. And all his adversaries were ashamed and, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you're under a covenant. We just saw it's a new and a better covenant. It's not based on what you did. It's based on what Jesus did. It's not based on the law. It's based on faith. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you're on the side. Turn to Psalms, chapter 105. Jesus. Stay with me. Don't go away. Just gets what? Gooder and gooder. Gooder and gooder. Mm -hmm. Psalms 105. Mm -hmm. verses, look at verses 1, 2, 3. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Psalms, what did I say? Mm -hmm. I think I said, oh no, Psalms 37. Okay. Psalms, Psalm, no, no, stop, stay, sit there. Psalms 105, verse 37. Okay. Now these are the people under the old covenant. Psalms 105 and verse 37. This is when they came out of coming out of bondage. And he said, and he brought them forth also. Now, how many people was it? Two, three men? 
two, three, maybe four, five men. Who knows? That many people. And he brought them forth also with all the riches, with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble among them, among their tribes, the 12 tribes. Not one feeble, not one sick. Not one sick. He wiped out all the sickness and he brought them out. Blessing. Thank you, Jesus. And we're under a new and a better covenant. Thank you, Jesus. Founded based upon what Jesus Christ has done. Thank you, Jesus. Not a one sick. He don't want you sick. He wants you healed. You're supposed to be healed today. He needs you to believe him. I know your body's yeah. telling you one thing. I know the doctors are telling you. Doctors, you know, doctors are important in this world. Doctors, doctors like police officers and, and all these, you know, the government and things like that. They're, they're put in place to keep Satan from having total and complete run of the mill. So doctors say that to, until you can, doctors say that to put band-aids on things and and to bring you comfort and things like that, you know, and, and you know, and so we love doctors. We love we get their diagnosis, but we then 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 we can speak to that diagnosis because we have the name that's above every name. Come on. Come on. So don't discount doctors and don't discount laws, the law and people that are in that are in authority they're put there for a reason. So Satan doesn't have a complete run of the mill. All right, stay with me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now let's go look at what we got. <laughs> Psalm 103. This is prophetic for you and me here. Psalm 103, this is ours. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Somebody say amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Somebody say I'm healed. I'm healed. Somebody say I'm whole. I'm whole. I ain't taking it no more. I ain't taking it no more. Because the Lord said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, in verse 1. And all that was in me, I will bless his holy name. Yes. Why? You're only going to bless his holy name, not out of desperation, but out of victory. Because oh, you yes. understand, you understand that all the promises of God, and yes and amen. Yes. I'm going to yes. bless him in the morning. Oh, I'm going to yes. bless him in the evening. Amen. I'm going to bless him late at night. Yes. I'm going to bless him in the car. Yes. I'm going to bless him on my bicycle. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to bless him in the gym. Hallelujah. I'm going to bless him in my business. Yes. I'm going to bless him in my life. Hallelujah. I'm going to bless him with my children. Yes, Lord. With my grandchildren. Yes, I'm going to bless him all the time. Yes, Why? Because I live and I see the blessing of the Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Glory. And all that was in me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all of his benefits. Yes. Why do I bless him? Because I never forget how good he is to me. I never forget what Jesus did to me. I never forget what resurrection means to me. Yes. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Who forgiveth all my iniquities and healeth all. And healeth all. And healeth Oh. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My disease. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're free. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. When that's when the scripture says, Whom the Son has made free, it's free indeed. Oh. You know why? Because 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 Jesus understood 
God understood what he had done and what he was going to do through his son when that statement was made. Whom the son has made free is free indeed. And he made all of us free. He made all of mankind free. But he needed for us, he gave us a will to accept him. The same way he gave Adam and Eve a will, tree of knowledge, good and evil, tree of life. In other words, Jesus, so, you know, and we know Adam and Eve made the wrong decision. But we made the right decision when we accepted Jesus. Because now we eat from the tree of life. Not from the tree of knowledge and evil, where man establishes standards for what's right and wrong. Come on. That's right. We don't, we don't, we're in, physically in that realm, but spiritually we're in the tree of life. The tree of life, not the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Somebody uh -huh. say amen. 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 Oh my God. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, Who redeemeth my life from destruction? <laughs> Who crowneth me with loving kindness and tender mercies? Mm. This is what resurrection is about. Mm. This is resurrection life. He redeemed me from all my from all destructions. And he have crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies. And who satisfied my mouth with good things, so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Let me tell you something. I, you know, there's this woman I know. Man, she's 68 years old. You can put a number on her, but she can outrun you. She can outdance you. Huh? I'm telling you right now, people say, I love it when, when these young kids, my granddaughter, oldest granddaughter told me one day, I said something about me, you know, he said, Grandpa, none of my friends think you are old. Not because, yeah, because we are somebody special Come in on. Christ Jesus. None of our own strength. Because we trust him and we believe him. Come on. I wake up every morning Every day, I wake up at that, now I'm next to that woman, and sometimes, I, because of the love of God, and I can, I can reach over and I can kiss her, and I can say, God, thank you, Lord, for giving me one who would believe you, that would trust you, that would understand who we are in Christ Jesus, that would speak life over me, that wouldn't curse my life. And I won't curse her life. And I won't curse my children's life. And I won't curse my generations. Why? Because God, you are the God of promise. And just like that woman who was our seed of Abraham, we are blessed. And why would I curse that with the world's perspective? I'm looking at the perspective of the Most High God. I live in resurrection life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and this is talking, and we're going to take communion. We won't do it live, but we're going to take communion here in a few minutes. And so that, and then talks about that people are feeble and sick because they don't discern the Lord's body. You know, it's not talking about people who got sin because I'll tell you right now, for all those people sitting in these churches, and thinking that they're perfect and oh yeah I can take it 
I can take communion because I got no sin. I, I tell you, if it was based on that, if, on, if we all died from that, man, people, huh, you'd be stepping over a whole bunch of preachers and a whole bunch of people. You might be stepping over me. I know you'd be stepping over me. <laughs> but he wants us to have full knowledge of what his blood did. He wants us to preach. We don't go grab it because it's a ritual. We do it because we're fellowshipping with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We're fellowshipping around the blood of Jesus. And we're fellowshipping around his broken body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let me unleash some fury on you. And I'm going to end here because I need to let people know about this. Isaiah chapter 53. Let's go there. Isaiah chapter 53. We got to go there. And I got to tell you about it because um, we had some misinformation. Stay with me. I know you want to go and eat that dinner. But it would, you know, you eat this dinner first. You'll enjoy that one better. Amen. Amen. First thing I want you to see is verse 14 of 52. I want you to understand something. In verse 13, I'll start at verse 13. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently, and he shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished at, at the, his visage, this is talking about Jesus on the cross, was so marred, marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. He was a mess. On that cross. Why? Because he was made to be sin. And when that sin hit him, when God put your sin and my sin up on him, his body was beaten, broke, busted up, twisted, distorted, and man couldn't look upon him because he bore the sin of the whole wide world. Yeah, that little nasty thing you did last night, he bore that too. Whatever you did, he bore every bit of it. He bore every sin. So you can't even imagine what he went through the cross, on the cross. But I can tell you there was some delivering power in that. In Isaiah 53, he says, who, and this is important, who have believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And, at, and as a root out of a dry ground, he have no form, nor comeliness, and we shall see him. When we shall see him, there'll be no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised. He's rejected of man, a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. And surely he hath borne our griefs. He, he, why are you carrying them? He has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of who? Of smitten of God and afflicted. It was God who smote Jesus. Wasn't a man. I'm going to say something to you. You study it inside yourself. Nothing that a man did to Jesus could bring you and me salvation in yeah. any form or fashion. That's right. Nothing that a man did to Jesus, That's right. nothing, nothing that a man did to Jesus could bring deliverance to you and I. Right. 
could pay for anything because that we owe God. Nothing. So stay with me. I'm going to show you something here. Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, and yet we esteem him uh, stricken, smitten of God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now I'm going to tell you people, I'm going to tell you something right now. And, and you can study it out. And you need to study it out. But you better study it out. Because this has kept many a people sick. Let me show you something. That word chastisement right there is not like the word chastisement in the New Testament. This word chastisement is bruising. Bruising. Pounding and bruising. This came upon him when he bore the sin of the world. This was on the cross. Bruising, pounding, stripes. It's the same word as stripes. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and we are healed. You need to study this out. It wasn't 39 stripes that you heard all your life that got you healed. That man that the Roman soldiers put on Jesus, that's not what brought you healing. What brought you healing is what God did to Jesus on the cross. What brought you deliverance is what God did to Jesus on the cross. Is what God did to Jesus on the cross. He didn't owe a debt to men. He didn't owe a debt to God. But we owed a debt that we couldn't pay. And he was paying what we couldn't pay. Because that would have been us on that cross. And we couldn't have paid it. Couldn't deliver anything. But it was what God did to Jesus people. That brought you healing. This is why you should be healed. Because of what God did to Jesus on the cross. He poured out his wrath on Jesus on the cross. All of it. All of it. All of it. And we're running around here looking for wrath. Oh, wrath here. God's putting his wrath on this with the, with the sickness that's out, that mess, and with this other stuff. And God's doing this through generations. And he's putting floods here and burning down homes here. And he's doing this. Who is your God? That's right. Mm. The gospel's called the good news. Now I'm going to jump on down here because you need to see well, how you're going to see God did that. I'm going to tell you because he said he did it. That's right. And all we, verse 6, we are healed in verse 5. And all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord had laid on him and the Lord had laid and the Lord, and the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who's going to declare his generation? He had no physical natural seed. Who's going to declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked, with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet, verse 10, yet it pleased. Who? The Lord. Jehovah, God. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. 
It pleased the Lord to bruise him. This is not hypothetically. He poured out his wrath on Jesus. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. Who did? Who put him to grief? The Lord. And when thou shalt make his offering of soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. Hallelujah. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Watch this. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge, shall my righteous servant justify many. He shall declare them not guilty. They shall be found not guilty for what he did. And he shall bear their iniquities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you want to know if you're supposed to be healed this morning, the answer is yes. 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 If you're a born-again believer, you're supposed to be healed. Yes. If you're not a born-again believer, you still should be healed. That's you should right. come into the family of That's God right. and receive the resurrection life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Everybody say, I'm healed. I'm healed. Say, I'm healed. I'm healed. Tell that cancer, hey, cancer, no, I'm healed. I'm healed. Tell diabetes, I'm healed. I'm healed. What are you going to tell that thing that's attacking your body? You just found out that he is operating illegally against you. You see, he wants to keep sinners, sinners, Satan. Dead adversary wants to keep sinners, sinners, and believers ignorant. That's right. You're not to be ignorant. That's right. You're healed. You're whole. You're blessed. When are you going to start walking like a blessed person? Right. Glory to God. Yeah. When are you going to start speaking life over your spouse? Over your marriage? Over your children. Hallelujah. Huh? Didn't, didn't Jesus say, Ought not this woman, who is a daughter of Abraham, be healed from this infirmity? Be loosed. Be loosed from this infirmity. You should be loosed from whatever's attacking you. Every plan, scheme, and strategy that Satan brings against you. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you believe it? Amen. Yes. Yes. Listen, requirements are for those of you who don't know, yes. who've never asked Jesus into your life. The requirements are that you confess your mouth. That you, if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you would be saved. And it's so in-depth. The verse 10 says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness. You see, believers, you better listen to this. For with your heart you believe who you are. With your heart you believe that everything that God says about a righteous man is you. Is about you. And with your mouth you'll only confess. You'll confess it with your mouth. Even the promises of God, believers, you should be confessing it with your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So to those who have not received Jesus, confess them with me today. Father, almighty God in heaven, I need a savior. I can't do this by myself. I'm weak. I can't do this by myself. I can't live. I don't want to live this life that, that produces death. But I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me and I believe that he rose again. And I believe what the pastor said, that because I'm coming to the kingdom, that I step into his resurrection. 
And Lord, I thank you. I want to receive this new life in Christ Jesus. I thank you I receive it right now. I thank you. Just thank him. Just say, Lord, I thank you for bringing, letting Jesus, allowing Jesus into my heart. I receive him into my heart. Glory, 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 glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you made that profession of faith, or uh, and I, if you made that profession, then Jesus Christ is truly your Lord. And this life that we talked about today, it is truly yours. So you need to go to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. At the end of this program, we're going to rerun the, uh, our, the, the, the information about our church. And then you connect with us, and we'll find out where you are. We'll find you a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Amen. And if you're here, we'd love you to join us. Just uh, gather the information that's on the screen. If you enjoyed this message, I ask you that you would share it with others. If you enjoyed this, if it's had an impact on your life, if you got healed, because some of you got healed, somebody got healed, I want your testimony. Send us your testimony. Send us your testimony. You see, believers today, I'm going to tell you, people know, how should the world see Jesus? And in the Old Testament, I mean, not the Old Testament, well, it was in that dispensation, the disciples saw his works. They saw his power. But yet still they didn't believe everything they saw. They didn't believe it. For the most part, they did, well, yeah, you know, well, we already saw how they acted about it. But God opened up their minds. See, today, believers, we have the Holy Spirit, and our minds should be opened. Our minds should be opened. What is a witness? Let me ask you a question. What should a witness be of a believer today? How should the world see God? He called us believers. He didn't call us Christians. He called us believers. Come on. Now, let me say this to you. And the Christian is one that's supposed to imitate, but no, we're not imitators. Come on. We have the life in Christ Jesus. That's right. Now, let me say this to you. Let me see. What proof does, should the world have? How we love and treat one another. Are you one of those people that God said would go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? Mm. The one who says that, and, who, and, and, and when you get people to believe and are baptized, they, they'll be saved. Are you one of those people that, that, that cast out devils, that lay hands on the sick and they recover, who take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. Are you one of those protected people? Are you one who ha ha have salvation? Do you have the blessing of the Lord? You have his provision, his protection. Huh? He prospers you. God prospers you. You have his provision, his protection. Huh? You have his blessing working on you. This is how the world sees Jesus. Do you walk in love towards people? Or is it always about you? Do you walk in love towards people? Do you get offended easily? Do you lock people out and block people out because you got mad about something? Boy, whew, now you see why Jesus had to die because you can't do what you're supposed to do. That's right. But every believer should live in Christ Jesus. Find yourself in Christ Jesus and say, Resurrection Sunday is my day. He's risen. And he says that I'm risen with him. As a matter of fact, over in chapter 2 of Ephesians, he says that we're seated with him. Not going to be. It says we're seating with him right now. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.